Hello, my lovelies. This is May Kay Sang, your podcast guesting strategist and mentor, cat lover, and the proud host of the Quiet Rebels podcast. This is the place for experts on the rise who are finally ready to stop playing small and to start showing up as the leader they've always been. And contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. You've always been the type to see things differently, and you've always chosen another pathway if the one laid out in front of you just doesn't align with your way of life. You're not alone in this. So to help you on your journey, I'm bringing conscious conversations to the table with myself and guest experts who will help you with the inner work that needs to be done in order to make a positive impact on the world with what you do. I see you. And now it's time to hear you, my friend. So please welcome to The Quiet Rebellion. You're listening to The Quiet Rebels podcast, episode number 57. And my lovelies, I'm so excited for this episode today because not only does it mark the first episode after our one year anniversary, but also with someone extremely special who helps to open up this new season of the podcast, focusing on the more conscious conversations that I've been wanting to have for so long. And today we're talking about how we can surrender to spirituality in our businesses. And this is the first time where we talked about this kind of stuff and the way that this interview turned out was incredible because we go so deep into things so personal and I trust that you will hold the space with us as you tune into the episode today. Not only do we go into my special guest, but she also holds the space for me as I decided to share midway, like it was so unplanned, but she helped me to kind of like come to my own truth and share my own little snippet of a spiritual journey that I've had and it's something that I've been actually very scared to share online. I've only ever talked about it in person with a few close friends but anything outside of that I've been actually really scared to share it because I didn't know what it could make others think so it's like ah like I'm not quite sure but it felt so right to be able to talk about it today and I think when you walk away from this episode after you finish it, you're going to feel so inspired to ignite or reignite this need for exploration of your inner soul. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Let's dive in. Hello, my lovely quiet rebels. I am so excited. You can hear it in my voice, right? I am so excited for our special guest on the show today because she is the perfect embodiment of someone who can really blend spirituality into a strategic business. Now, she's a sought-after coach and everything, but what I love is that she's recently, not, not extremely recently, but she's just really organically integrated the spirit, her spiritual practices into her business, and she's been sharing it with her audience, and I am one of those people who just like gravitated straight towards her, and it's because she was just absolutely true to who she was, and I just really want to bring this conversation to the table today, because as we are in our second year of the Quiet Rebels podcast, I really want to have these deeper conversations where we just go beyond the strategy, like we're still going to be talking strategic, so don't you worry, you still got you covered, but just kind of trusting in the things that you can't see as well because sometimes that's the thing that's going to really move the needle for your business and just to really align yourself with what you're moving towards so please join me in welcoming the wonderful ruby lee so ruby thank you so much for coming on the choir rebels podcast oh my gosh i'm so excited to be here thank you for asking me on we said in the green room prior to going live that I have been manifesting being on your <laughs> podcast. This is such a reality. It's slightly dramatic, but I also feel I need to take my shirt off because now I'm getting hot. But don't <laughs> worry, everyone. I have a t-shirt underneath my shirt. Yeah, she's not like you, you guys won't see her video, but she she won't completely strip the work. <laughs> what an introduction! I'm just going to take the shirt off. <laughs> 
I'll go out like I technically look <laughs> naked because because my hair's covering the straps of my dress, so I kind of look naked. So you know, we're, we're good, we're good. <laughs> oh my god! And this is how we begin the episode. I love yes. it. <laughs> absolutely so Ruby normally when I have a guest on the show we kind of go straight to the story before we get into the goods but I think it's actually I don't know it's kind of like a two-in-one because your story is actually how we get into it so tell us like you shared with me in the green room how at one point in your business it seemed like it had to be all strategy so how did it start Mm. for you when you started to embrace the spiritual practices like maybe you started like you know a bit hidden and then like it started trickling out I mean like how was that for you oh my gosh it goes back to I would say when I was about 16 and I started to really explore spirituality like in a in a way that was more than just curiosity I really wanted to find out more about what made the world tick from an energy point of view but I was always told because I grew up in a very staunch Christian household that, you know, it was like, just stay focused and go to church and do your thing. And I kind of just grew up with this, like from 16 through to 21, this belief that it was almost wrong to explore other modes of spirituality, except unless it was like in church or, you know, under the God umbrella or the Jesus umbrella. So with that background in mind, I did the whole corporate thing. I did 10 years in corporate and throughout this process, I'm like, you know what? I need more in my life. I need more freedom. I need more adventure. I'm a Sagittarius. So definitely this whole kind of like freedom complex is a a big deal. We don't like being put into boxes. Mm -hmm. And there came a point where I'm like, I'm going to start my own business. Now, during this time, it actually took me five years to go all in. So I side hustled for five years. And during that time, it was very like on, off, on, off, you know, Mm. promotions and new jobs and shiny object syndrome. So when I finally decided to go all in with my business two years ago, around the same time, probably your podcast started now that we think about it. (laughs) So pretty close to, I was like, that's it. I need to do something more with my life. It's been too long of this backwards and forwards, stop, start energy, Ruby, is it time to finally take the reins of your life and claim it, you know, just claim why I'm here. Now, at this point, I had no idea about purpose and why and all those big questions that we ask ourselves, but I did find myself booking a holiday to Bali. Mm. Now, this was a really pivotal moment for me. Now, as they say, Bali is, you know, the spiritual center. There's the spiritual heart chakra center, right? Have you been there? Yes, I have. So I totally get what you mean. (laughs) Isn't it just magic? It is. It's like you just go there to just connect with yourself. I I just can't put it into words. Like I'm so excited to hear your journey. Tell tell me. (laughs) So it is that connection, like Meike, you're saying, you get there and a lot of people describe it as like you want to chill out and you just want to like zen. And in that zen, you kind of hear your inner self, like your higher version of yourself speak to you a lot louder because there's less going on in the world, in that part of the world. You get lots of pool days and sun and cocktails, whatever you want. But the thing is, during this time, I set an intention. And I remember saying to myself, you know what, if I'm going to make something of this life, I want to embody this next level me. So where else to do this but Bali because it's affordable and also just a really beautiful, luxurious place. So we went all out. So I'm married. I've got two kids. We hired a villa and in the villa, I also decided that I would hire a nanny, a driver, a cook. You can do Most villas sort of offer these services. Yeah, so I'm like, do. yeah, I'm like, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to get all the things And the villa managers love it because they've got their team that they can assemble and, you know, they basically just serve you. Mm. And I remember just feeling so looked after in this one little villa, not so little, not so little, but this little space and time that I created. And here I started to scope out the business plan, the operational plan, the big vision, all of that stuff, whilst really feeling into this next level. So it was also here that I discovered spirituality, like in a way, 
that I had sort of really swept under the rug for some time. Mm. You know, all that inner child stuff had come up like, oh, is it wrong for me to explore this? And, you know, why am I being so called towards meditation and chakra work and sound healing? And, you know, I'd walk past a cafe and they would be talking about like some class that was running that afternoon. Just this real magnetic draw towards all things spiritual. And it was there where it really began. You know, it was at that place in Bali where I made such a promise to myself that I would find a way to explore how spirituality would fit into my entrepreneurial lifestyle. Oh, like I've been I've been to Bali a couple of times and I can just like envision this villa you're speaking about and how they they do go all out with their service and they don't do it with like any form of like um you know there are some service providers across the world like like oh this job right now it's just like it feels really like soul sucking right right they're like, no, they're like no let me help you like we really enjoy this and it is the place to really find yourself and I'm so glad that you know this was the biggest pivotal moment for you so you finally allowed yourself to explore that part of you that was so curious when you were 16, like through 21. So all of that suppression suddenly came up and out from under the rug. And so what changes started to happen in your business as you started to embrace this a little bit more? A lot of exploration, you know, just, I was exploring a lot, both in my business as well as in my spiritual life. And I actually started out with meditation because, you know, like, I did yoga first and then at yoga you have that beautiful time at the end where it's so intentional. And so that felt like a really organic pathway for me to follow. Mm. So meditation was the first step. From there I started to explore crystals and meditating with crystals, so having it on the third eye, on the throat chakra. Mm. I had a lot of heaviness around my throat chakra and speaking my truth Mm. because for so many years, especially in corporate, And also being an Asian female, being told, right, like you can't say certain things and Mm. you've got to be good and kind and humble, you know, and that feeds into so much stuff, right, that we're not supposed to talk about, especially self-worth and money stuff. But Mm -hmm. this throat chakra, oh, my gosh, it was so heavy. I lost my voice multiple times. I'd get sore throats. I'm always to wonder like, do I need to get my tonsils out? Like Mm. what's going on? So I started to really study the power of crystals and chakras that came next. Sound bath healing. Oh my God. Like next level vibrational full body immersion for me. So all these different, you know, tools came to me and I was so open. The next phase came astrology. I'm so loving all things astrology and star signs and really studying the almost like the human design, which I'll come to, but like back then it was like the human design part of it, like how I could almost see myself mirrored in my sun, moon rising and my birth chart. Mm -hmm. And then because I love traveling Mm-hmm. That came into play. So astrogeography became a big thing oh for me. God. So looking at where I can go to, to feel expansion, to go find my inner self, to go, you know, all these things like different planets and what they offer. There's like a way to see which part of the world you can go to experience these things. Oh and of course God. on the, I know on the business side, I was growing my business so I could travel and I could really take this whole laptop lifestyle into play. Now, listeners, we're talking about 2019. Remember in the (laughs) olden days when we could hop on a jet plane? (laughs) Yes, I know, right? Just a long time ago. (laughs) So long ago. So I'm so grateful that I had that last year to do that because, oh, my God, imagine if I waited one more year. Mm, Yeah, that's why we shouldn't wait. We shouldn't wait for anything. (laughs) There's always a reason. There's always a reason. But it was my journey to do the big travel thing last year. So astrogeography, now human design. And all of that fed into my business through me sharing and documenting the journey. It was really just this big, come along with me. I'm really going all in now. Like I am studying what parts of spirituality I love. There's certainly some parts that I don't quite connect to at the moment. I've tried it and I'm like, oh, it's not quite there, but it might circle back around. 
you know, things like plant mm. medicine and things like that, where I'm like, oh, could come back, but not right now for me. And so mm. it's like, what will resonate with you will resonate with you for that time. So my clients just started to see this whole journey unravel. And the more I started getting into it and the journaling aspect, which I do every day, I just started to get more and more curiosity and questions, almost to the reflection of how I was, you know, back when I was 16 through to 21, the same questions, I recognized them. Mm. So yeah, I mean, there's so many other cool spiritual things I've done, but that's really the the journey that I've been on so far and it still is. And I'm still excited to explore so much more. Yeah. I think we can all hear it in your voice and like, it's just, oh my God. I mean, I've only heard of a couple of things that you mentioned, like, uh, you know, like chakra healing and like, um, a little bit of crystals. I've kind of like, I'm very extremely new basically to crystals, um, astrology, I mean, like going beyond like, you know, the Cosmo magazines. And that sort of <laughs> <laughs> That's how mine started too. <laughs> yeah. like, like we all got to start somewhere. I'm so fascinated with what you said about astrogeography. I've never heard of that ever. But what you said about, you know, Bali being like one of the, like, the chakra centers. And mm. um, I've been to one myself. Um, in, there's one in the UK, Glastonbury. And I think that's a, that's a heart chakra. Um, of the world and it's beautiful when I went there I just felt this pull like from my heart just to really look so deep into it and luckily I was with a couple of friends who were very spiritual like they were way more advanced than me Um, but they just like encouraged me just to just to look deeper and they were the same two friends who I went to Bali with for the first time and it was just like amazing just watching them just go so deep in themselves and there's me Miss Miss Logic right (laughs) like um, what you guys doing you know oh my gosh so I, I look at my past self and I'm like oh you, you, were, you were so close-minded back then and like it's just taking those micro steps and I think that's something that I'd love to kind of get into Ruby because as someone like you know for people like who are listening right now they've either come from the corporate world or they've always been like discouraged from like exploring what they can't see because no one else can see it right so my question to you is like how do we overcome that fear of kind of doing that exploration because it is scary right so oh my gosh it's so scary it's yeah I totally get that you know it's almost like how do you know the bungee rope's going to catch you Mm. like how do you know and yet you still jump off Mm -hmm. and it's like you know what I'm just gonna do it and one of my favorite quotes is faith is the evidence of things unseen oh you know, doesn't that just really hit home? Yes. And whether it's faith or belief, whatever the word is that comes to you with that, there needs to be a level of, you know, the belief of things unseen. And through that is where the magic happens. The universe is ironic. The universe is cheeky AF. (laughs) And it wants you to think about things back to front. Like, you know, it's almost like, okay, human mind, limbic mind, monkey mind, we go in this world and we think about things from logic, fear, protection, all those elements. And the universe is going, what if you just flip the script, baby, and we do it the (laughs) other way around? Mm -hmm. And with that comes that full surrender. So you hear that weird word thrown around a lot, right? Like surrender into what the universe has already available for you. And this can come in the form of surrendering to leaving your nine to five, going all in. That's super scary. I remember when I did that, I felt like I was free falling. It was just like, Mm -hmm. ho, 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 you know, (laughs) and things like, okay, even baby steps, micro steps, like um, going part-time was one of my first steps. Actually, I went from five days to three days so I could spend more time on my business and expand time out. And that was a big, almost like universe, somehow you're going to help me make up the couple of thousand dollars in income that I'm no longer going to have in my secure paycheck. And I would like it delivered in the form of my business, please. Thank you. (laughs) And that's it. You know, so a lot of this comes with, and my big philosophy of this is it comes with the action you take. So it's not like you can just sit there and manifest and hope for the very best, fingers and toes crossed, and you've put it down in your journals and you've wished for it. We also need to meet 
those wishes halfway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ways in which you do this is how are you showing up, whether it's in your business or your career, to show that you want to also work towards this goal. You know, it's like it takes two to tango. So if you want to tango with the universe and source, let's do it. And this can be in the form of showing up live every day in your business somewhere on Instagram, maybe, or it's posting onto LinkedIn, or it's doing your podcast consistently. It's constantly putting that call to action out there and saying, you know what, I'm open for business or I'm open for change in my career. Heck, you know, it can work for anything. Like I'm open for new relationships or, you know, a healing that needs to happen. And when you take those practical steps, that's when we get to be like, okay, we can do this halfway there and I'm going to meet you universe halfway. And most times the universe is like, I'm going to come three quarters of the way. It's cool. Mm. I've got, you've got this, like we're right here. There's actually, can I share a really cool journaling practice with everyone? Of course. I love journaling. And I, I think our quiet rebels are either like already like avid journalers or they just want to get into this. So yes, please do share. Okay. One of my favorite spiritual teachers of all time is Mike Dooley. Have you heard of him? No, he I haven't, but amazing. keeping in that. Yeah. Okay. Mike Dooley, we'll, we'll actually um, maybe link it below. Yeah, this sure. particular journal practice is by Mike Dooley and it's called the triangle journal practice. So basically I'm going to try and describe it as best as I can. You've mm-hmm. got this big triangle on your A4 page and you want to split it in half. Mm-hmm. Now on one side, on the left side, what you're wanting to do is to write all the things that you want to achieve, your big goals. So 5K months, next signed client, speaking gig, asked to be on the Quiet Rebels podcast, like whatever it is that goes on that left side. And then on the right side, you're wanting to put down all the things that you know from inside, like your heart and your, or your sacral space, that the universe will deliver for you. So it could be things like, make hey reaches out to me like somehow, right? Like you just get the tap on the shoulder. Um, or it's like client shows up in my DM out of the blue after watching my Instagram live and is ready to sign up. Um, first 5k months happens with ease and flow, you know, like these things on the right side, Mm -hmm. that's the part that the universe gets to do for you. And you see this equalness, this like meeting in the middle concept, because without it, you only have half a triangle. So I love this idea of like mm. the masculine and the feminine energy flow, giving, receiving, doing, acting. All of it feels very practical when you see it in a very sort of like visual format in your journal. So definitely do this. If you do this, you have to tag May Kay and I and just <laughs> yes. show us like, you know, that you've taken some practice here. But I'll find the article and I'll send it to you so that mm. we can send it to the listeners. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love this because um, I think it just, it helps to bring that unknown onto paper. And like, this is still speak, this is speaking to the part of me that still be like, oh, I'm not quite sure, like, like going into the spiritual stuff, but like, oh, that really helps. I think that's like the perfect bridge. And do you know what? As you were speaking about the word surrender, I don't think I've actually ever mentioned this like on the podcast ever. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just going to go out on a limb here. So in 2018, I actually had my first and only, um, for now, ayahuasca experience. Wow. See, that is, I just got goosebumps. Tell (laughs) us everything. (laughs) So there was a part of me that's like, my soul was just calling out to me to say, Meike, you've got to leave the job you're in. So it wasn't technically corporate, but it was still a job um, past my barista days because, you know, I can, I can still pour a mean ad latte, not going to lie. <laughs> oh, I love it. But I worked with a mentor for, um, it was about nine months around that time. And when I started working with him, I was actually a budding coach, but I was one of those coaches that didn't know anything about marketing or selling. It just I just knew how to coach, but you know, we know that's an incomplete picture. <laughs> and so when I started work with him and saw the possibilities of what you could do when you go all in for the business, I just started feeling really suffocated because I was like, oh, 
something's off here, but I don't have the courage to move. I, I don't have the courage to do anything outside of this because I'm safe now. I'm under someone's wing. And then it was actually my mentor who encouraged me. He was like, do you know what, Meke? Like I've done this before. I can recommend you because um, for this practice, it's like it's recommend uh, recommendation only. And so I went for it. He was actually supposed to come with me, but I think the universe was like, nope, he's not meant to because you need to be with absolute strangers so you can just completely focus on yourself. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. How scary. <laughs> yes, it was so scary because I, I, I told, I told, okay, this is a mistake. Okay, like, I told my family and they are like, you know, they are an Asian family. So we're very much it's a about, mistake. Yes, like, <laughs> like, no, it's not safe. Like, why would you do something like that? I've, I found all these articles. Worst case scenario. Exactly. Worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, literally they were sending me worst case scenarios on WhatsApp. They're like, they're like, Megan, look at what I found on the internet. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, the internet? No. <laughs> I'm feeling your pain. I'm feeling your pain. Did it make you actually reconsider even for a minute? (sighs) A part of me. Tell the truth. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Yes. Yes, definitely. Because like, I'm like one of the youngest in my family. So obviously I've been conditioned to listen to my elders. Right. But then I was like, oh, but, but there's actually one cousin who I, lack of a better term, expected no, it's not even like, okay, I expected him to support me. <laughs> but then even, but he was the one who sent me that article and was like, oh, make a, like this happen. And also I have a friend who's been through the experience. And I asked him, I was like, okay, your friend, what state was he in? Mm. And then he was like, well, you know, he was, he just wanted to get away. And I was like, and that's why it will be different for me. Yes. Wow. You knew that. Yeah, I did. I was like, because the thing is when my mentor did it, he also did it to like find answers Like he wanted something. And what's beautiful about ayahuasca is that it will give you what you need and it's not what you expect. So this is actually what happened, Ruby. So I was on my own. I I actually still have these videos on my phone. I am not going to release them, but I just want to say that if you ever do this experience, um, I only show people like when I'm next to them in real life, (laughs) basically. So Ruby, when we meet in real life, I'll show you the videos. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That is a huge incentive. Yes, yes, yes. Not that I already didn't have an incentive. This is like an extra, extra incentive. Exactly. I mean, it's just, oh, it's just so personal, right? So I was at the train station, like before I went to the place and um, I recorded a video just to kind of like share my intentions of why I was doing it. And then I, and then I went through the experience. So this is what happened, Ruby. So they said like, oh, okay, you need to pick a word that you want to kind of like set your intention with before you take this. So I was like, okay, I'm going to surrender. That was your word? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just sitting here going, what would be my word? But that is powerful. Oh, but here's, here's the thing, Ruby. Okay, it did work, but this is what happened first. So I said, okay, I'm going to completely surrender. Whether it's good or bad, I will take whatever come. And then I was lying there on the bed because like you, you lie down for this experience. I was lying down on the bed, staring at the ceiling. And I was like, what is up? Nothing is happening. <laughs> and it felt was like. Was there actually something happening? Oh, oh let me get to that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is happening? Nothing is happening. And then before I knew it, they're already calling for the second cup. So they ring this bell because you're still conscious throughout this entire thing. And they're like, okay, second cup, second cup. And I was like, I was like a beeline for the, <laughs> for, to get my second cup. I was like, I learned my lesson in that silence. I was like, okay, I, okay, universe, I get it. I didn't surrender because I expected something to happen, good or bad. And then I truly surrender. I was like, do you know what? If it's not meant to happen this time, that's okay. That was my, mm. that was my fault for it attaching an outcome wow and then I took it and I did truly surrender and what do you know then it starts taking effect (laughs) oh my gosh I am leaning so far into the screen right now like I I did not get closer to you (laughs) really oh my goodness the language that 
happens. It's, it's a visual language. It's beautiful. For, I know the journey is different for everyone, but for me, it was like just this movement of this geometric pattern constantly in the background. And the entire time, some people say they see Aya, like the goddess. Wow. But I didn't. I was like, where's Aya? Where's Aya? And I was like, wait, hang on a second. I'm not supposed to expect to see anything. I can't attach anyone else's experience to mine. And how it felt like, it's like she was behind me, Ruby, and just kind of like orchestrating this vision in front of me. And there were two key things that kept coming up over and over again. One was my boss. <laughs> he kept appearing. like his The one that was meant to be there with you? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> He, his face kept coming into my vision. He looks at me briefly, then fades away. And then my partner appeared. Like she's such a, she's such a happy-go-lucky kind of person. And it was like she was sitting on a little rock, basically. And she was like slinging her legs off the rock. I was like, da, 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 da. Like really happy and wonderful. And then she would stop. And then she would look at me whenever I felt afraid of what I was about to see. Because I could just see nothing right? Just darkness is unknown, literally the abyss of my mind. And she would get off this metaphorical rock and come over to me and hold her hand out for me and like, come on, it's all right. And she would lead me into the unknown. And then I kept seeing like even more things. And the main thing, the main message was don't force it, let go. And when my boss was speaking to me in my vision, he would say, he would start saying something and I'd try to finish his sentence because I like knowing things. And then he was like, no, let me finish. You need to be able to let go and don't force this anymore because regardless of whether I'm in your life in this way, I will still be here for you. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just want to cry. I think I just want to cry. <laughs> it's so powerful. It is. How long was the experience? I, it must have been. The, what I love about this experience is that you have no concept of time. Mm. And I think it was um, probably about four in the morning. Like, I think we start this experience at night around like nine or ten. I can't remember the exact details, but it goes on for however long it needs to, because some people, because everyone reconvenes afterwards, um, you know, in the, in the living room, speaking of other people. So the thing is like the, uh, the shamans, they come round and they put a protective charm on you so that your, your energy isn't like so receptible to other people's energy because apparently the people next to me, they weren't having such a wonderful journey, but my energy was apparently so powerful that it broke through their protection barrier and I uplifted their experience. They said that, wow. yeah, it was so strange. Cause they were like, you know what? I was having this r- a really bad trip, but I felt this white light coming from you and it helped me come out of wherever I was in. And I just felt so honored to have been able to, find them at that very moment when they needed it and the guy next to me was like you took me to birthday cake land it was so wonderful and sweet (laughs) (laughs) birthday cake land yeah and And that's that's the thing because um I originally when I was 19 I actually wanted to be a pastry chef and when I shared that with everyone they're like oh that's why (laughs) that makes so much sense all the candy and the rainbow icing (laughs) exactly oh my goodness so to round off this story um just when you said the word surrender that's immediately what I thought of and that's the thing I don't recommend this experience to everybody because you have to be completely sure of yourself that you will accept whatever you need to see. And I know not everybody's ready for that, um, but I've done a lot of work, like, you know, in a work with coaches in hypnotherapy and like, I know there are so many more things for me to explore, but I know that was a lot more open than if someone who was just going straight into it, you mm. can't expect anything because some people yes. actually didn't have anything at all. And they were disappointed, but I know it's because they weren't meant to see anything yet. Wow. I'd be so disappointed. I'd be like, I want to see everything. (laughs) But that is the beauty. That is the surrender. My spiritual coach, she's always trying to get me to do ayahuasca. (sighs) I'm like, oh, she goes, you're so ready. You're so ready. 
And there's a part of me that's like, I feel that I am, but at the same time, I feel like I'm not. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, and I worked out what it is. I want to do it with her guiding me. I feel like I need to go to the USA and have her by my side. That's what it is. So it's almost like a being in a room that's safe with people that you know is going to be a big deal for me, I feel, Mm -hmm. in order to do something like that. But thank you for sharing. Oh, my gosh, my mind is blown right now. You are (laughs) incredible. I did not expect that from you at all. Like I just didn't expect the story at all. I'm like, what? (laughs) Oh, my God, Ruby. Everybody said that. They're like, oh, my God, you? And I'm like, I'm not sure if I should take offense to that. (laughs) (laughs) No, because it's like you really are just like you're someone who's just so like strong on the – on the logic, like you've said, Miss Logic, Miss Logic is like, whoa, you just don't expect that. But I love it. It brings so much contrast and so much dimension to who you are. And also just like your soul is calling out for that. You know, it's mm. beautiful to see that. Beautiful. Mm. You've inspired me. I'm like, okay, this is a sign. This is definitely a sign <laughs> for me. Well, thank you. I I honestly didn't expect to share the story either. So my lovelies, I know that those of you listening, you're probably like, oh my God, this is not the make it that we know. (laughs) But No, because they're going to be like now, I love you even more. Right, listeners? I hope so. so. (laughs) (laughs) But I share the story with you, Ruby, and to everybody who's listening because, well, now I feel safe enough to. And it is scary this unknown I think that's what this all is just kind of like having that acceptance and that openness to receive whatever it is that's meant for you yeah you know one of the this might sound really um trivial now compared to your story no 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 no, no. we don't do comparison here Ruby (laughs) comparison niners okay so when I was just starting out in my business and I wanted to personal brand myself on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is like my key platform. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I was sharing all the strategy, all the operations, all the logic, all the mm-hmm. rationale and, you know, da, 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 doing my thing. I realized I was not sharing spirituality at all on LinkedIn. Mm. It was just very scary to me to even fathom the concept that people on that platform would want to know about chakras and energy Mm -hmm. work and Reiki and tarot card reading and all the things that I was exploring. But there came a time in my own journaling and meditation, I could hear this voice loud and clear. You're not unapologetically you. You're not being unapologetically you. And I thought to myself, yeah, but I'm so authentic. Like whatever people see is what they get but there was a level deeper that I wasn't sharing and it was my spiritual journey. And I remember writing this huge article called spirituality in business, Mm. my journey towards it. And I was shaking when I wanted to post it, just Mm -hmm. so freaked out because of the fear of what my audience would think, or it would take away from my credibility as a coach and all the silly things that come up because your mind can really go there if you let it. And that's the thing. I let it go there. So I sat on it for two, three days. And one of my good friends said to me, you know what, Ruby, like one of the people in my network was really excited to work with you, but she ended up going with another coach because they were a little bit more spiritual than you. And they were showing a little bit more of their spiritual journey. And there's something which really got me about that. I am just like, okay, universe, there you are again. Like a little cheeky whisper. Like it was so bizarre because this friend and I never talked about business, Mm -hmm. but she just so happened to say this thing in the exact way she said it. And I knew that it was my little nudge towards post something on LinkedIn. So I hit send, I posted it and it was, it went viral, Maykay. Like people were just writing to me saying, Thank you so much for actually saying this on this platform. Thank you for being one of the pioneers that is actually speaking up about the fusion and the time that we're going through as a universe around spiritual awakening 
and how it's such a big part of business and entrepreneurship. And that was the moment that really set me more in the direction that, you know, I was heading towards. So surrender, isn't that just such a beautiful word for this podcast episode? It is. Surrender to spirituality in business. I feel like that needs to be the title. Yes, I concur. I mm. co-sign. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like, like when, I, when I was on your podcast, that like, we just came up with a title, like, as you're speaking. <laughs> I love that. I love we that. Did. Yeah. We did. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm just, like, hand on heart right now. I'm just, I feel extremely liberated that we are actually speaking about this. Me too. Oh, thank you so much, Ruby. I just, I can't be even more grateful to to know you and thank you for sharing your your journey so far because it's definitely an ongoing one right and thank you for inspiring me and hopefully our listeners as well just to really explore this part of them that they haven't before so I have to ask you now because we've gone through you know quite a couple of things so for someone who's just starting out or maybe they've picked up and put it down again you know where can people really start so you you mentioned that you know Mike Dooley journaling practice absolutely but what other things can we start dipping our toes in just to kind of like feed that curiosity that we have about ourselves you know, I've been thinking about putting together like a beginner's resource to oh all God. things spirituality and please, business. Please. <laughs> yes. And just like, you know, the, the guide, all the, all the guides that I, I went to, you know, like, so here's my advice. If there's a certain form, modality of spirituality that's calling you right now, just lean into that a little bit more. So if you're a writer, maybe it's taking it, to a level of visualization through journaling and really doing some research around what that means exactly and how to actually tap in to the subconscious and into higher self. If it's astrology, you've heard us talk about it and you think to yourself, I've always been interested in star signs. Have a look at birth charts, you know, go a little bit deeper. Maybe it's astrogeography, go into cartography and look into that more. So you are very interested in it, May Kay. So yes. <laughs> look up this amazing lady who I learned all my amazing astrogeography from. Her name's Dar- Dara Dubonet. She's American, but it's Dara, Dara Dubonet. And she has really modernized the astrogeography practice. Beautiful. Mm. So as you start to lean in to the modalities that are calling you, you can then ask the universe, find my expanders, Mm. show me who the teachers and the guides are of this world. And you will be surprised, but not surprised when you sort of see this happen. Someone will mention something or it'll show up on your feed. You might Google something and all of a sudden, Maybe the Google results don't quite show you who you want to see, but suddenly they show up via a Mm. Facebook ad and you think, oh my gosh, Facebook ads can also be spiritual. So there's certain things that will happen if you're open to it and truly open, bring them, bring them my way, ask them. I will ask my guides and source consistently, show me my expanders, show me my guides, show me people who are doing business and spirituality in a way that resonates with me. And they show up. So I think there's a level of just as this theme of this podcast is all about surrender, it's surrendering to also seeing what's already right in front of you and the things that you have hidden or kind of swept to the side or you've thought, no, that's just something small. Don't, you know, I'll look at it one day. Why don't we turn that one day into right now and start researching and reaching out and putting it out there? How do I find the people that are really into it, my crew, my crowd? They'll come to you. They will absolutely come to you. They absolutely will. I mean, in I was about, when you were speaking about this, like, you know, it would just pop up so randomly. I actually distinctly remember it wasn't a, um, a guide, like a, a person. It was a post. So I, I remember this was like 
probably about six years ago, but I remember this so vividly. It was around a time when I was experimenting with different pancake recipes, <laughs> like trying coconut flour, <laughs> almond flour, like just yeah, alternative pancakes, just just because. And then I was like scrolling through Pinterest or Instagram, like one of them, when I was like researching these like healthy pancake recipes. And I kid you not, Ruby, like there were stacks and stacks of pancakes, but then at the bottom there was this black square with white writing so I clicked on it I was like okay maybe someone wrote out the recipe but when I clicked on it I I can't remember what I was going through back then I think I think I was so driven by health back then because I wanted to take care of myself from the inside out just to pull myself out of the dark time and Mm. then this post literally appeared to me and it was speaking directly to me because it said it called me out as a Taurus because I am a Taurus and it was just like painted this journey of what was happening and what had to happen next and I've screenshotted it it's still on my phone somewhere but I just couldn't I was like why is this on my feed this has got nothing to do with pancakes (laughs) I don't understand and I look back on it now like there's a reason why it's still stuck in my memory after all these years because I just couldn't fathom Mm. how that came to me you just can't and it's like actually another amazing spiritual leader I love is Abraham Hicks. Oh yeah. And I love Abraham Hicks so much. If you don't know of Abraham Hicks, her name is Esther Hicks, but she channels from source energy and her name is Abraham. It's just, mm-hmm. it's amazing to watch. She's got YouTube um, videos and you actually see the switch it's really bizarre at first. You look oh. at it and you think, is this person faking it or is she real? What's going on? And you just see her. She's like, all right, I'm just going to go get Abraham now. Just give me a few moments. She's in this big conference hall. And then she just opens her eyes and she's just like, okay, I'm here. What do you want to ask me? And it's incredible, like so much wisdom and deep knowledge of how the universe has operated and our roles here as human beings and how we can change our very being to becoming whoever and whatever we want to be through the power of law of attraction, through the power of manifestation. I mean, that's a whole other episode we could do, but that's just like two years of me soaking in this amazing woman being And she talks a lot about how things just appear. Like before you know it, there's a leaflet in front of you. There's a, an ad, an ad that you're walking past that's stuck on a cafe window that you think, why did that stop me in my tracks? Mm. Well, you're on public transport. You look up, there's an, you know, a track on the train, there's a flyer and it's like, huh, you just take further note of that. It's like things that you see around you, there are signs everywhere. It's just being open and receptive to that and when you're looking once again look at what's right in front of you it's amazing to see that just really unravel yes and speaking of manifestation in the green room we we said that we're going to talk about this can you share with us how you manifested your new home oh my gosh I'll try and keep it as as succinct as possible because the story can just go so deep. So (laughs) we have been traveling for 12 months. We've been Airbnb all around the world. It's been our beautiful laptop, freedom lifestyle. And of course, with coronavirus coming, we were really, you know, forced to make a decision about our long-term stay. You know, something that we actually did not expect to be making this decision at all. So we had to pump the brakes on travel and Luckily, we're back in our home city. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. And gosh, like I felt like I went into this whole idea like kicking and screaming because I wanted to keep traveling. And my husband is like very level-headed. He's just like, babe, what can we actually do about this? And I'm like, nothing. That's just too level-headed for me. Go away. (laughs) And, you know, he's like, all right, it's out of our control for now. But what is in our control is that we can live in a badass place continue to feel into the next level version of us and build our business and just, you know, get the kids back in school and all of that. So I'm like, okay, well, universe, if we're going to live somewhere, it better be freaking good. I'm just like saying, you know, you know, my standards and I love a good luxurious place. And so 
oh, I had to download the app again, you know, the the rental long-term lease app. And I started to look around the vicinity that I like, the area that I like. And I started to just like in my journal, I put down every single specific thing I wanted, just like nothing was off this list that I, even if I thought I'm not going to get that, I wrote it down. I was just like, nope, of course I'm going to get it. Of course I'm going to get it. So it was like three bedrooms, two bathrooms, views of the water, two car parks, storage cage, luxurious items such as a button that will have the blinds go up and down when I wake (laughs) up in the morning because I don't want to be like winding the blinds open every morning, for example. So things like that. Also a co-work space downstairs, obviously when we can co-work again, Um, facilities for the kids to enjoy the pool, et cetera. Okay. The list was so long. I'm just like, okay, this is it. Here is my order to the universe. Literally. That's the way I like to think about manifestation. I put the order in and the chef goes about making that order for me. So this is the letting go. This is the surrender. I'm not running up to the chef every five minutes saying, is it ready yet? You know, like, have you cooked it? How annoying, right? The chef's going to like spit in your food or whatever like the rumors are. I'm sure not all chefs are bad. I love you guys. um, At the same time, it's like, how annoying if you were just doing that to the universe all the time? Like, Mm. where is my thing? Where is my thing? So downloaded the app, found three or four shortlisted properties, which looked pretty close to what I wanted. I'm like, okay. Oh, the other thing was it had to be fully furnished, which in Melbourne is very rare. And very expensive. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, you know, we can do this. So we went to the properties and the first one, first one we saw, I walked into the house, I felt the energy and I'm like, this is it. And Mike's like, calm down, babe. Like this was our first inspection. And I'm like, no, this is it. And we walked up the stairs and I'm like, oh, there's the water view. Oh, you know, like there's the three bedrooms. The furniture I like, you know, like all of this. And then the realtor said to me, oh, one of the other things that was on my manifestation list was that he would understand entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs set up their finances very differently to Mm. nine to fivers. So we hardly pay ourselves a salary. All of it's in net worth in our business, as you know. Mm-hmm. And so looking at our pay slips, like it would look like we couldn't afford this place. And he's mm. just said, he said to us, you know what, if you're an entrepreneur, just set me up with your business accountant and I'll have a chat to him. We'll get everything sorted. I'm like, what? Like no realtors have said that before. And he goes, oh, oh wait, before you guys go, come look at this. He showed me the freaking button yes. for the blinds <laughs> to go up and down. <laughs> how cool is this? Check this out. And he pushed the button. I swung around. I looked at my husband and I was like, what the fuck? Like literally just, it was like this moment. And he just turned and gave me like this nodding smile, just like knowing smile is like, yep. Okay. Okay. Calm down. We're going to get it. And so I put the application in that night. I saw, it was one of those like apps that you can see when someone reads your application. Oh. So it's like so-and-so's read the application. It was like 1130 at night. And by the next day they called and they said, you are our ideal, you know, like um, renters with, uh, you know, we'd love to have you in. We had like a little bit, bit of back and forth with the timing, but then eventually we got it all locked in and we got an amazing price for it. The exact house that I'd visualized this is it. It's like you get to write your order down and you get to have exactly what you want, but it doesn't come without the work being Mm -hmm. research, believe, speak to the right people, all those things. So in less than 48 hours, we'd signed our dream lease. So we move in in about a month's time, but oh my gosh, I'm so excited. (laughs) The universe just never ceases to amaze me. It's the second time I've done that. I did that for our first property, our first like luxury property that we wanted. I've done that so much for money and launches and, oh, I swear, like manifestation is a muscle. The more you use it and the more you practice and the more you put into play, the more it just works for you faster in an instant. Mm. So I'm such a big believer in manifestation and all things law of attraction. Mm. 
So I'm trying my best not to do a com- comparisonitis thing here. <laughs> but first of all, wow, I love that. It was all rounded off with the button. <laughs> that was beautiful. You can see my face. The audience, yeah. the, you know, listeners can't see my face. But they can, I was oh, like, they can, they can hear what? your expressions. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a slow-mo, like hair flip moment. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh. It's like, oh, so good. Oh, I love that. I, I mean, um, I could just think of a, t- a tiny moment, but even so I wasn't actually ready for it because um, my, my house isn't set up for it yet. But I remember that was just a couple months ago because I've always wanted pet cats and my partner and I, like she actually shared with me um, last week. She was like, you know, for our 10th anniversary this year, you know, let's get cats. And I was like, <laughs> okay like that's that's one thing but ruby like i i i like before she even said that to me i was very premature in my in putting in my order to the universe because the thing is my order came through but i wasn't ready to receive it basically because i literally said i was like you know what when i look at this app um it's called pets for homes like in the uk i I literally said like i want scottish straights cats with a creamy sort of coat but they have to have white paws I want to have one boy and one girl very specific so I think I might be a specific manifester that I need to learn this like I need to learn this about myself to see if I am but I basically like said to the universe I want these cats and lo and behold they're the first thing I see when I come onto this app when I've put in search for cats well it says scottish folds because that's normally um the breed of scottish folds and scottish straights but they are so search. cute yeah, yeah, they have the little floppy ear the oh my god oh, and it's like oh i love them so much they are my favorite breed of cat i'm like you serious oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> i mean really like my, my heart was it was so elevated but it was so it was sinking at the same time I was like, oh I asked for this too soon I'm like hang on babies like come back to me like later on when I'm ready <laughs> and like you know that the house can be ready in, in the next couple of months but even so it's just to me it was like it was proof wow. to me that it can work and my, my spiritual friends so shout out to me and Suki they always said this about me when I didn't believe in my manifestation powers that they were like you're a very strong manifester. If only you believed in it more. If only if you just embraced that part of you, so much more can come to you. And I was like, yes. Okay. I mean, I wasn't ready to receive that at the time because that was 2016, but now it's 2020. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Your babies are coming. They are just like waiting for you they to move are. in. Are you like to move in and you've got a, a house where you can have the two cats? Like, yes. I can't wait for the Instagram post where you're like, oh, oh, meet my babies. Me. Oh, trust me. I'm going to be posting all the time <laughs> there in my life. And be like, guys, sorry, well, I'm not about business anymore. Just, just follow me. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I would still be following like a lot yeah. more. <laughs> They're going to be like my key highlight. <laughs> yes. Oh, Ruby, this has been such an enlightening conversation. And, oh God, I feel like this is just part one. I really do. Me too. Me too. So I am going to like, you know, say to the universe, like Ruby and I will have the next conversation about this, like whenever it's meant to come, because I know that we didn't talk about asthma trap business, but I feel called not to right now because I think doing so would actually tie us back too much to the strategy and the logic because like when people see you on Instagram, on LinkedIn, they like they will see that there's a reason why you've accomplished everything that you have so far. And it's because you embraced what we spoke about today. That is so beautiful. Thank you for having me on. I have loved just having this chat with you today and holding space for each other's spiritual journey. It's just been really beautiful and very, very soulful. Mm, Absolutely. So Ruby, a couple of final questions before we we hit stop, but I'm pretty sure we're going to have like a second green room chat (laughs) like after we stop recording. (laughs) But where can our lovely listeners find you so that they can connect with you before our next, our sequel to this conversation? (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. So 
I always, if you're already on the podcast listening here, so come on over and listen to the Own Your Hustle podcast. Mm. You will get the whole journey if you start from episode one. Literally, it's seeing that spiritual journey unfold. Um, I have episodes in there with my psychic, which is really cool. I have episodes coming out with my human design reader, which is really cool. So lots of great stuff from a spiritual perspective. For sure, lots of manifestation stories and law of attraction work. And, of course, Instagram. So come and hang out. I'm at underscore Ruby Lee underscore. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And LinkedIn, do you want us to share LinkedIn as well? <laughs> LinkedIn is perfect. You may not get as big a dose of spirituality on there, but it definitely is always a part of who I am. So if you're on LinkedIn, yeah, like come and hang out. Just find me, Ruby Lee. I'm, oh, you'll find me. I'm one yes, of like, the I'll top pop users the on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, love that. And two final questions, Ruby. So what makes you a quiet rebel? So I think my entire journey has been very much a quiet rebel. And I say this in a way because it's been such a big underlying part of the entire process so far. And it is a process, you know, this up-leveling and this deepening of work. And the way that I just like in my mind, I visualize like this ninja kind of going about (laughs) the nighttime stuff, you know, it's just like all the inner work that gets done when you're sleeping and there's so much integration work being done and up levels done in your unconscious, this quiet rebel sort of comes out and it's like, no, don't do things that way just because every other Stepfordpreneur is doing something that way. Or just because every single other Instagram influencer looks this way, you don't have to do it that way. Listen to your spiritual gangster. And that's what it feels like to me around being that quiet rebel And this idea of how spirituality and business is this like underlying sense, this gut feel, this motion, this movement, this energy that flows through your every being. So that's what it means to me. I love that. And I love you even more for making a ninja reference. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to happen, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. We need to take pictures together like with katanas. (laughs) One day it has to happen. Yes. <laughs> so what's I put my lashes on. <laughs> we do like, you know, early the eyes showing. Yeah. It's oh yeah. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, okay, getting getting goosebumps for that. <laughs> and, oh, I love it. And finally, Ruby, you shared so much about your journey so far. And I would love it if we can round it off with another quick story. So my lovely rebels. For those of you who are listening, if it's your first time listening, that this may be a bit new to you. But if you are a recurring listener, then you know what's about to happen next. So when you hear this sound, it means it's time for a fact of the day. So who we're holding space for today is the one and only Ruby Lee. And so Ruby, I've got a question to ask you. What is one weird fact or fun story that only we can know about you. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So I am going to tie this back to spirituality because I think it's fun. So when I was six years old, and this is going back to when I was, no, I was eight. I was eight. I was in church. You know, that's where I grew up. We had this American preacher at church. And he called me up to the front of the stage. He's like, you there. And I looked around and he's like, you, come on up. And everyone's like, yeah, you know, applauding <laughs> me. I looked at my parents like, what the hell? Like, you know, <laughs> and he goes, there is something about you and you are going to lead thousands of people. And I just looked at him and I looked at, at the crowd and I'm like, what is he talking about? And he's like, you're a leader. And you're someone that people are going to look to. And I can't not tell you this in front of all these people here. Do you like my American accent? <laughs> and I was just like, what? Like at eight years old, I wasn't quite conceiving what he was saying, but it stuck with me mm-hmm. in my subconscious. And, you know, preacher, church, whatever it is, 
source and spirituality speaks to you all the time. And there was something that happened, an integration that happened even when I was that young. And I knew he was right. I knew he was right. Of course, back then I thought I was going to be like on the Spice Girls or something. I don't know, (laughs) like a pop star. But yeah, I've never really shared that before. And it really was just this moment where I cast back to a lot where I'm like, wow, like he actually said that when I was so young. And now if I think about what I do for a living and in a job, mm-hmm. it's just amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's a really, that's a fun fact. And I've never shared that anywhere before. So it's like a, a really nice moment to kind of circle back after our podcast episode. Oh my God. I think that's a beautiful way to round off this podcast for sure, because that's just proof that these messages and the messengers will come into your life when they need to. You may not receive it entirely at the time, but it might just come back to you. I love that. Exactly. <sighs> Ruby, like I keep holding, I realize um, I keep like holding, hovering my hands like over, over, over my stomach. And like, I always, you know, normally it's on the chest, right? But like, no, it's actually almost always around the stomach for me. So I've been told before that when I do that is when I'm feeling this really intense emotion and I just can't feel anything but gratitude for knowing you and almost want to cry right now. (laughs) I honestly want to thank you so much for coming into my life when you did and for being with us today. Oh, I want to cry too. (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh gosh. We started the episode with let's strip and now we're crying. (laughs) (laughs) We don't get any Um, more than that. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so honored for everyone that's also listened in. It's been amazing to share and to hold space. And you are one incredible, powerful manifesting being who sheds cake colored light everywhere. Okay, that's a new one. Thank you, Ruby. (laughs) This will definitely be the first of many times. Thanks, guys. And so, my lovely, there we have it. So everything that we mentioned in today's interview will be popped into the show notes. So be sure to head for that link. And if you haven't done so already, I would so love it if you could subscribe to this podcast because that way you don't miss a single episode and another conscious conversation. And of course, if you feel cool to, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review because that really helps other choir rebels find us. Ah, oh my goodness. Okay, another great episode. And so I will be back same place, same time next week for another episode of the Choir Rebels podcast. So until then, my lovely, do take care and bye for now.